Hi guys, welcome for a special edition of the Nemesis Project, where we lo we, we lost Nick. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, he's back. Welcome back. Anyway, welcome to the Nemesis Project, where we uh, usually we play all the Resident Evil games, we talk about it, and then we rank it. But we're also starting a new thing where we interview. Uh, voice actors and uh, people who uh, create the game, write the game. We just love every, everything Resident Evil. So I'm Joe Dubs. I'm with Zach. Zach. Yeah, I'm Zach. And we have a special guest. And now, Nick, I've been practicing your last name because I am terrible at saying names. <laughs> so I, I, here it goes. Nick Apostolidis. Did I say it correctly? That was 1,000% perfect. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show, man. Um, Thanks for having me on. So I guess we'll start it off with introductions. Uh, tell a little about yourself real quickly, if if you could. Well, I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy. Um, I'm a hobbyist. I have a lot of hobbies in my life. I'm definitely creative. And yeah, I've been an actor for about 11 years. And I, I'm finding that my direction now is um, is getting into video games. When I learned it could be a viable career in L.A., I said to myself, let's do it because I've, I've been playing games all my life. Um, I'm just a, a gaming nerd, I guess. And I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to go on forever, but that's a little tiny just about myself. Okay. Well, I, I've been actually uh, reading up on you. I actually watched one of your movies. Uh, I watched Sweet. I watched American Girl last night. Uh, oh, that was a cute one. That was the first feature I ever did in L.A. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was cute. Yeah, I'll actually go into one of the uh, first questions for that since I watched American Girl. How was it working with, uh, and again, i really bad at names, Amy Campione, uh, the one uh, who is Marnie? Uh, it seemed like, yeah. you, seemed like you two had a gr uh, good chemistry. How, how was it working with her? That team was good. Um, they, they were really fun. Oh, we lost them. Stars. We lost you. I'm back. All right, uh, we you were about to discuss uh, your chemistry and the staff of American Girl. Oh, jeez, <laughs> I went on for a second. Okay, sorry guys, I'm, I'm sitting still. I should have decent service. Anyways, uh, I'll, I'll go into it again. Um, Amy's great. We had easy chemistry, her and I, um, and I will always have fond memories of that project because it was the first one I ever did in L.A. I think it might have been my first audition in L.A. and I booked a feature film and it was fun it was a good story uh the producing team was great and i just had a really really solid time cool cool yeah i really enjoyed it um i'm into a lot of indie films more than actual uh big studio films so it was like the soundtrack i love the acting it was great i recommend it everybody has amazon prime it's on there it's streaming so watch american girl uh, thanks man um I have I have a few questions about your movie career. Uh, as a method actor, because I read up that you're a method a actor, how deep mm -hmm. do you have to be to get into a character in your films? That really depends on what the character requires or what qualities he has. Um, some are easier than others. Um, if I'm playing a character where I really don't, I don't necessarily relate to in real life. Um, I mean, let's, let's give, uh, like, Charles Erickson in Life is Strange. I don't know if you've ever played those games. He's a great example of this. Now, I was just doing VO for that role. However, this guy is uh, an alcoholic father. Mm -hmm. 
I'm neither an alcoholic or a father. Um, and so it's hard to relate. I'm not going to do six months of research for this um, because I just don't have time. So what I do is I try to at least match the energy. Stars. Let me right. try that again. Yeah. So you were feeling the energy on the, the character in Life is Strange, Charles. Yeah. Did I get into the um, <clears throat> alcoholic father thing? Have you heard that? Yeah, I heard that part. Yes. Okay. So that that's what I have to do for characters where I don't relate to. But characters I do relate to, um, kind of like the anti-hero type, um, that's kind of instilled in me all my life. That's kind of how I've... Uh, not that I have to save the day. Uh, I'm just saying I, I try to match energies of characters. So even if I'm playing, say, like a, uh, an ex-military guy and I'm put in an extraordinary situation, number one, I would want to um, be well-trained for the role um, physically um, to remain agile, uh, firearms training, if that's what the role requires, um, any kind of fight, combat, anything. And I will, I'll spend some time with um, active duty friends of mine or even veterans that I know, and I'll ask them, to tell stories and I can wrap my mind around stories and, um, and I can try to match energies and demeanors of characters. And that's, so that's what I try to do, um, as a method actor. Okay, cool. Zach, you actually had a question that, uh, one of our listeners had about the weapon training. Did you want to throw that in there now? Yeah, it seems like he kind of answered it a little bit just now, but, uh, yeah. Uh, one of my friends was actually wondering like what exactly your weapons training just uh, entailed because I think in a different interview, you mentioned that was one of the things that got you into the role for Leon for Resident Evil 2. For sure. Uh, back in the day, I would say about 10 years ago, I, um, when I was fresh into the active world, I, I no longer wanted to play like the lifetime roles and the boyfriend next door. You know, the, it, those were kind of boring to me after a while. Um, pretty quickly, I should say. Um, and then uh, I met a few key people in the Boston area who wanted to do independent short films that were military-based, um, action-based, action-oriented. And I, I didn't really know how to handle weaponry. And I was trained by one of my best friends in the world. His name's James Poirier. He's an action director. And uh, he taught me how to move with firearms. He taught me everything I know, basically. And I've been training ever since. So now it's, it's crucial when you show up to auditions. They'll put a gun in your hand. And casting people, they know right away, within 10 seconds, if you've held a gun before, um, and, and then if you know how to move with it. And that was a, a quintessential part of the audition process in Resident Evil, obviously, because he's a young cop. Um, I actually assisted in casting that project after I was cast um, for, for different roles for Ada. Um, and one of the things that they picked apart was how people move with weaponry. They might have been incredible actors and brought a lot to the role, but if they really couldn't move with a gun, we don't have six months to train them. Um, so they, they wanted people who are comfortable moving. And so that's why, you know, you have to live it. This is, these are the roles that I want. You have to be good at what it requires. Oh, okay, cool. You ever go to the range any just for fun or anything? Of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of, I train with airsoft guns. Um, but yeah, I, I've been to the range actually recently up in New Hampshire, um, here in LA, you know, we, we'll go shooting all kinds of uh, we weapons, whether it's a, a pistol, assault rifle, um, big snipers. You know, it's just good to know it. Um, of course, being safe about it. Um, we're not idiots. And yeah, it's just it's good to know that if, if action films are what you want to do. Yeah, totally. 
Okay, so I actually have a question in the chat here uh, from Dmeric. It says, what was the soundstage he recorded at for Resnio 2, and what was the experience like? Oh, the experience was fantastic. Uh, we record in a mocap studio, which is basically like an just a big, empty room. Like It looks like a warehouse. Um, and on the walls, there are mounted uh, anywhere from like 40 to 90 cameras. They're infrared cameras. They're just uh, red, big red circles, all aiming pretty much at the center. Uh, and what they do is they they pick up um, when you wear those like funny looking suits with the reflective balls all over it. Mm-hmm. All it's doing is recording the uh, the light reflecting off those balls, those infrared cameras. And so that what they do is they map out a digital skeleton of how you move, um, and then they they it sends that info right to a computer, and that's how they throw an animated character over your skeleton. That's how they do mocap. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but mocap's getting huge now. And the process was fantastic. Um, I'm an on-camera guy, so I'm used to close-ups and medium shots and wide shots and those reaction shots and everything. Mocap is a bit different. It's actually closer to theater because you act out the entire scene. There is no such thing as a close-up when you record mocap. The benefit of, of mocap and the 90 cameras is that in post-production, the director can create let's say you film a three-minute scene um you know when ada falls down the garbage shaft and i I go and wrap up her leg Mm -hmm. you film that takes like 90 seconds it's a whole scene in post-production they can edit that any which way they want from any angle from any direction however close they want because they can zoom in digitally so you have to act out the entire scene to have it flow and you never know when the close-up is happening so that's why it's closer to theater because you just have to act um, the whole entire thing. Whereas in a film, they'll chop it up. They'll chop up a scene into like very particular shots, and you know that this line is going to be said in a close-up. So you give that brooding look. You know, it's but it's different. It's a different process. Same idea. Whereas you bring in real emotion and real human interaction into the scenes. I don't know if they because uh, uh, I follow a lot of uh, Naughty Dog with The Last of Us, and also uh, when yeah. when Dead Stranding they did their mocap. Has Capcom done done a behind the scenes of your guys' uh, uh, motion capture acting? They filmed every single second of it, and they're a little tight with that stuff. They haven't even released the BTS footage to me to use in my promotional materials. Um, so I haven't seen 99.9% of it, um, but they could cut together a huge BTS featurette. And I think a lot of people would watch that. I think they could make money off of it. sell for $20. Cause I, I, I love watching, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Troy Baker and Nolan North and yeah, of course. Yeah. It, it's fun. I've seen a lot of their stuff online. In fact, when I was, when I was, going up for the audition for this i'd never done mocap before and i was scouring the internet for just like behind the scenes mocap stuff i wanted to know how it works and that's probably when i was first introduced to um, nolan north and troy baker guys like that i even found a bts featurette on resident evil 5 they put that out there and showed how they did previs for all the action and i was like "Ooh, this is how mocap is okay okay and uh i've seen all that stuff it's very cool and i think fans would die for it but i think capcom is just very very protective of their their material, which they should be, but you know they could make money off it, and I think fans would just really dig it. True, true. All right, so uh, I got one more question that involves like a film or a TV show, and then we're gonna we're gonna get into a little gaming questions here. 
But uh, I don't know if you were heard the news, but the Netflix of uh, the Netflix Netflix is uh, talking about having a live action Resident Evil show. How do you feel <laughs> about that? I want to be in it. That's how I feel about it. No, I just hope they. Uh, I hope they do it right. Those the the films that they've done. Um, eh, whatever. You know, the first one was pretty cool, and then they just. It was too Hollywood. Um, if they're gonna do it, go gritty, go dark. You know, it kind kind of like what DC did with Joker. They kind of just like shifted gears, and they went away from that like over the top Hollywood stuff, over CGI and stuff. I thought Joker was an incredible movie. The tone of it, they nailed the tone. And if if they're going to move forward with this live action, please do it right. I don't care who you get on board. I don't care who directs it. Just nail the tone down and stop with the Hollywood stuff with music video edits and um and stay true to the canon. You know, the the reason I liked Resident Evil 7 and now the remake and now remake 3, you know, I think they found their bearings again and they went back to the roots with 7. Say what you want about it, but that was the first time I was scared in a Resident Evil game in many, many, many years. Um, I thought they're going back to the roots, and let's see that in live action. Mm-hmm. I want to be scared watching those movies rather than have it be a popcorn shoot 'em up movie. Well, what I've been reading about the uh, Netflix show is that they are uh, want to go deep into the Umbrella Corporations, and I don't know how I feel about that. I, I just kind of wish that what like you said something along the line of Resident Evil 7 in that universe and you know make good writing and have a good story while being in the Resident Evil universe kind of like for example and this is not a great example but the uh Cloverfield universe like you have mm, you have yeah. you have three different movies that are in the same universe i kind of wish something was like that i don't know i wish they would just keep it simple i mean we we all know that the people that are going to watch this they're going to be RE fans, right? So we understand the canon. We understand. They don't have to go crazy explaining things. I wish they just kept the story simple. And just, you know, like RE7 was so removed. And there were no main characters in it that we were familiar with. But I still loved it because it brought back, like, you know, you're trapped in this place. You got to get out. There's crazies in there. They're trying to kill you. And that's what I liked about it. I didn't care that Jill and Leon and Chris, they weren't in it. I didn't care about that. Um, because what RE one and two were all about for me was like, you're in a, you're in a police station or you're in a mansion and you got to get the fuck out of there. Why can't they do just a simple thing? You know, they always try to make these grandiose stories and have all these monsters in it. It could be so simple and effective. And that's what, that's why I like Joker. I respect that so much. I think it deserves every dollar it got. And I hope DC goes in that direction. I know that's often a little tangent, but it's a good parallel. Oh yeah. And, uh, I actually, told zach i said i wish they make a a, like a a movie or a tv show where it's along the line of how i I don't know if you watch it but daredevil on netflix i love you know i've only seen like three episodes uh but it was cool oh it's it's awesome give it a try if you ever have free time but zach zach before i let you get onto your questions i have somebody in the chat that uh kills one of my questions already uh Mr. Creep says, uh, could you ask Nick if he would return as Leon in future Resident Evil games? Nick would be great as more experienced Leon in Resident Evil 4 Remake. I would die. Yeah, I would love to. I'd love to be called back for that. Um, I mean, if they make it, I would have to. um, Actually, you know what? Just in case, just in case that day comes, I've been training. 
Um, I've been training with knives. Um, and that's me being a method actor. So I'm like re-upping my game with firearms because he is more experienced. Um, I'm doing some training in VO because RE2 was my first straight up VO gig in a video game as well. I'd never done it before. Um, I've been in many commercials. I'm, I'm, I have good command over my voice, but to create a character um, just with a microphone is pretty alien to me. And so I've been training, actually um, started taking classes with Paul Mercier. Um, he's a hero of mine. And it's his performance in RE4 that made me want to get into video games. I said, wow, like it would be really cool to do that one day. So I'm, I'm leaning on like 30, like 20, 30 year professionals now because I want to, um, I want to improve. Like I said, I'm training with knives. Um, I'm starting to train a little bit with like parkour and stuff. So just if that day comes, I'm going to be prepared as hell. That's the way that I am. That's the way I live my life. And I think we all agree that we all want a Resident Evil 4 remake. Do it, Capcom, please. Yeah, well, so I hope so. I, I've heard, you know, it's weird, though. I've heard a lot of negative feedback. When uh, when RE2 came out, it was really successful. Then a lot of people, I saw the comments, they're like, yeah, we need an RE3, we need Code Veronica. And then I heard, all I heard was mixed a mixed bag reviews with RE4. A lot of people said, yeah, hell yeah, do it. And then a lot were like, no, it's it's modern enough. It's a masterpiece. It does not need a remake. So I'm on that train, though, with you. I hope they remake it because that was one of my favorites. And I just, I mean, just look at like what they did with two and three. Now mm-hmm. it's so modernized. It they are stellar games. I know three is going to be badass. And if they do four, you know that's going to be badass. You know, yeah. It, it, it's also going to print money. Of uh, course, people are going to buy it. It's going to. It's not going to make them lose money. It's not going to be like a, a a flop. You know, it's not. Yeah. All right, Zach, I know I, take, I took it up a lot of time, but I know you got some questions, so throw, throw it at him. All righty. Um, I guess I wanted to get into some Resident Evil-specific questions since uh, I know you're actually a legit fan for it, too. Yeah. Um, what did you kind of think about the series' direction as a whole, like, as it went, like, from the start to, like, where we're at now? Like, did you kind of enjoy pretty much all the main games were really a little disappointed like in the middle part where I think a lot of people got kind of mixed feelings about everything. Uh, the only one that threw me off a lot was, was six. I, I've played it a bunch of times. I've beat it many times, every single campaign played that with my brother. Um, of course I like the co-op aspect of it, but I think they were just, uh, I think they lost their way a little bit and just trying to find out like who they are. They're trying to maybe compete with a lot of the action games. Um, with all the, the, the f- the first person and then third person shooters as well. Um, I don't know. It just didn't feel like a Resident Evil game. I think it was a good game. But when 7 came out, that's when I was like, yes, they're going back to the beginning, back to square one. And I loved it. You know, I like when movie franchises do that um, and game franchises do that. I think they reinvented themselves again. So I, I played the crap out of si- uh, 5 because my little brother was getting a little bit older. He was like maybe early teens when that came out. We played co-op all the time. We still play mercenaries to this day in that game. Um, and then six was just like, ah, uh, it's just more in that action direction. And um, I wish it didn't, I guess, but I respect him. Yeah. I think six is a little bit too much. That seems to be most people's consensus on that one. It wasn't scary. It was a, a cool game, but it wasn't scary. 
and that's what I always wanted with a Resident Evil game. I wanted to feel unsettled, you know? Right, yeah, totally. Um, I guess your favorite games are probably 2 and 4, right? I would say probably. Um, 4 mostly because that was the first one I shared with my little brother, and that's what got him into the franchise. We played the crap out of that for a good 4 to 5 years. Um, and he was... Um, arguably too young to play it and it scared the bejesus out of him um but that's that's part of the fun memory with me is like i got to introduce my favorite series to my one of my best friends in the entire world my younger brother he was about 10 and just it's just really nostalgic and it was a good game it was fantastic um and then but two i played two before he was born really um or he was like you know three years old or something like that um the, the older ones are classics. Uh, I loved like HD remake. That that one was a great game too. He played that one. Um, yeah, I, I I like a lot of the early ones for sure. Did you have one that you ever really didn't like that much? Like I guess kind of besides six or anything. Uh, I would say like zero uh, is probably the only one that I've only played through once. When it came out, I, I got it, beat it. I had a good time. I just never went back to it. Um, I don't know why. It wasn't like a conscious thing. I just never had the inkling to do it. Yeah, I uh, I played through that game one time back when it was brand new, and I didn't touch it again for several years. I think it was I, actually when me and uh, Dubs here played it again for our, our podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely revisit it. I mean, uh, anything. There are a couple... Um, off number titles that I haven't even played yet. And I, I'm ashamed to even say that as a hardcore fan, like I never played like outbreak, um, dead aim, like those games. Um, so I, I want to eventually get to them all. You should play survivor. Uh, the voice acting in that game is, uh, you ever see the movie, the room? Uh, Oh, with, um, what's his face? Uh, Tommy Wiseau. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. It kind of has that level of uh, voice acting. It's great. It's a good uh, Resident Evil light gun game. Okay. Well, I'll try it. Like I said, I would play anything Resident Evil. All the C- I would watch any of the CGI movies. Um, I'll even watch the live action ones. Like, there's never a Resident Evil thing that I won't touch. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just a few I just haven't got to. That's all. Gotcha. Well, that's a good segue to my next question. You ever try to read any of the paperback books they, they wrote? No, I haven't dabbled yet. I haven't dabbled, but again, if someone put that in my hands, I would never like poo-poo it. Um, I travel so much of my time now. You know what? I should. I really should start reading on the planes. Uh, I've been on like literally ninety-five flights in the past uh, twelve months of my life, Jeez. and yeah, it's a lot. And so I, I should start reading some of the lore. They're kind of interesting because uh, the author uh, S.D. Perry, she kind of get is able to play with the characters a little bit more and kind of fill them out a little bit more than what they are in the games. Interesting. She does, she does a little bit more with that stuff. Um, I guess since we were we kind of briefly mentioned, like maybe they remake RE4 or something. Uh, what do you think about the idea of possibly rebooting the whole series, like in line with these remakes, like how <clears throat> RE2 was and I guess RE3? Uh, going all the way like five, six. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't think they need to. I think I think five 
is a, is definitely a, a modern enough game. I don't think they have to do that. I think they should focus on moving forward. Um, let's say they do four. Who knows? Code Veronica. Who knows? Um, I know a lot of people want to see eight. I know that probably wouldn't be until PS5. Um, I mean, when's PS5 supposed to come out? Do we know? Uh, holiday, but because of the coronavirus that might get delayed, we don't know yet. Oh, so, okay. So that means if, if four gets remade, um, that'll be PS5. I, I don't know if they need a five and six. It just went in such a weird direction. I don't know how you'd fix that. You know? Yeah, yeah that's kind of how I thought, too. I think, like, once you go past four, even, like, uh, even talking about the idea of remaking four kind of gets weird because all the lore and the story gets changed up so much. They can bring it back. They can dial it down a bit. Um, I think four is the last salvageable story to, to keep it super modern. Because if you look at um, what I love about of uh, remake two and I'm guessing three, right? I haven't played it yet. I haven't played any gameplay, but they wanted to make it a very, very human story. Um, like with, with scenarios that could really happen. And that's what lends to the actual horror because it's more relatable, right? Four got into some weird stuff like supernatural stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's the last one that they'll be able to salvage story-wise and keep it modern feeling. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I I think so, too. That's probably the one you could get away with doing after, you know, the classic Resident Evil, so to speak. Yes, because when we were filming, too, you know, it's it's interesting. The director, Tom, uh, he, he directed the cinematics. He didn't he had never played a resident evil he wasn't super familiar with um with the the story the canon the history the universe but you know what that like that kind of scared me for a second but then i i learned really quickly that that didn't matter because this guy knows his stuff he's a brilliant director and he said i i don't need to know the history of all this stuff i don't need to know anything about the original two he said, all I care about is that I trust the writing. I trust the scenarios. And he said, as an actor, I want you to simply don't think about Leon from 20 years ago. Um, just play your part and act in this moment. And what would you do in real life in this scenario when you come across that person? What would you do? And he said, that is what's going to keep this game grounded. And I respected that a lot. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Um, I guess we brought brought up RE8 a little bit. Have you kind of seen any of the news or the rumors about that or anything? Uh, what was that? What what was it? Oh, Resident Evil Eight. Oh, I have no idea. Um, I mean, I guess I saw like a lot of clickbait stuff where it's like, oh, now we have wolves. I have no idea. I don't know anything about Eight. Um, I think it's all speculation. I mean, yeah, I hope it comes out one day, but. I think so too. It's it just seems so far fetched now. Like th- these rumors, it's like they're talking about werewolves and witches, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, if they go back in what do they say, like medieval times, I saw like some kind of video on that. That would be kind of cool to throw it in a different, um, a different like era. But uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Zach, um, we got what, left. What, what, no, no, no. I'm. I was asking what you got left. Okay. Uh, let's see. You got some. Got a couple little RE2 questions here. We kind of tackled some of those earlier. Um, 
Did you ever, uh, did anybody ever get any little like injuries or anything during mocap during some of those action scenes or anything? Or were there uh, any kind of stories during mocap sessions that you might have? Um, I don't know of any injuries really that happened. Um, we were pretty safe about it. They were very adamant about that because, you know, if one of us breaks an ankle, like shooting is kind of screwed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, the only thing I can think of that really stood out as far as like a cool memory was, um, I don't know if you, I've said this in a couple interviews, maybe, um, during one of the VO sessions, I, I literally choked myself out, um, and I passed out in the session. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, I have the sound file. It was really funny. Um, because we were recording all of Leon's deaths oh. and you can die, you can die in a lot of different ways. And the very last one we did, I was really straining myself and my lungs and my breath. And, um, I, for this last death where tyrant is like choking you out. Um, I, I put my, I put my hand around my throat and I was really grabbing it hard to get that sound. And I was gasping for breath and I did exactly what they wanted me to do. And then, just uh, at the very end of it, where I, I actually die, um, I was pressing so hard that I cut the oxygen off my brain, and I choked myself out, and I fell backwards into the booth. Um, I didn't break anything, um, and, and my leg was shaking, and, and Tom, the director, thought I was, like, just method acting. Now, I was, because I was choking myself, <laughs> but I didn't try to pass out and fall unsupported. Uh, so that's what happened, and that sound file first of all, was so funny to them that they, they gave it to me. So they, they sent me the sound file they, and this was like two years ago. And they actually put that take into the game. I've heard it because I play the game. And sometimes when like, if Mr. X is literally choking me and I, and my character dies, you can hear that exact sound file when I passed out. <laughs> oh, you know, Zach, you know what I'm doing now? I'm, I'm going to get choked out by Mr. X just to hear that. <laughs> well it's it's one of them it it works on an algorithm so there's probably they probably use like three different takes but one of them is that very one it's funny <laughs> that's great zach what else you got left um you ever see any of the crazy pc mods the game's got now yeah i've seen pretty much all of them um there's probably like four dozen of them at this point i don't know where people get the idea for a lot of this stuff like honestly it's so random it's pretty awesome. It's, it requires a lot of talent, I imagine. I don't know how to do that stuff, but it is awesome. I just don't know who thinks, like, I want to take Mr. X and just turn him into Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, it's pretty freaking cool. And, and they, they, like, some of my favorite characters are have become Mr. X, you know, like uh, like Jason Voorhees and the Terminator. Like, when I, when I see them, I'm like, yes, that is freaking cool. Um, Doug, you you want to ask a couple questions about RE3, maybe? Uh, I think he already touched up on that, that he's you know excited to play it, correct? You... Yeah, very, of course. Um, I actually have a couple of fan questions. I have a question from Tony, who says, on a scale of one and itchy tasty, how excited <laughs> were you to play Leon? Oh, very. Who is it? Tony, who is it? I, I'm Tony. It might... Oh, just Tony. Um. What's up, Tony? Uh, uh, what is what is like a hundred past itchy tasty? Um, <laughs> it's uh, the, the biggest honor of my life to play Leon to portray this guy. It was a little daunting because 
he's been portrayed by like really, 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 really talented actors in the past. And um, some of my favorite voice actors. And then to step into those shoes, it's like, well, how are you supposed to think? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just that I've been playing that character for 20 years yeah, in, in my in my head, you know, and then when you um when you get to like further than that when you when you get to work with a developer like capcom if you've been working you've been playing their games for 30 years legit three decades not even exaggerating that's when i started mega man it's like mm-hmm. what, what are you supposed to think it's just like i'm just honored i um i just said to them like i was i was like bowing to them when i met the guys from japan they came over to la and i must have thanked them like a trillion times i'm like you have no idea <laughs> how big of an honor this is and they're probably just like all right shut the fuck up let's film a game (laughs) that's probably what it was that's great uh i have one question and then uh i guess we'll start closing out soon it's almost time um if you had one chance to play a live action video game character in a movie or tv show who would it be and it can't be a resident evil character all right give me a second let me think about that um Oh geez, like to play, to play Mega Man, that would be, that'd be pretty freaking cool. Um, there's a lot. That's a good question. I've never been asked that. Um, I have a suggestion actually. If you haven't played the game yet, uh, oh oh oh, I got a couple. I got a couple. Okay, and then I'll take your suggestion. Uh, so Mega Man would be cool. That's pretty far fetched, but whatever. Um, Solid Snake would be cool. Um. Nathan Drake would be cool, and I think they're going forward with like Tom Holland for a young one. But I look very much like Nathan Drake, and I've actually played Nathan Drake in a rap battle, a live action rap battle um, with video game characters. Um, so those three, and maybe, maybe, maybe like a Simon Belmont. Okay. Well, you took two of my suggestions because I was like, you you would be a great Solid Snake, and I you would be a great Nathan Drake in Uncharted. Hell yeah! See, I read your mind. <laughs> Uh, Zach, do you have one more question before we uh, sign it out here? Um, yeah, actually, uh, I guess uh, I don't know how much time you have to game, but are you looking forward to anything else coming out this year past RE3? One hundred percent, Final Fantasy VII. All right, <laughs> that was that's one of my favorites of all time, and um, oh my god, just the memories of that game. I played that for hundreds of hours, and that was a stellar game perfect in my in my eyes and um probably one of my favorite soundtracks of all time yeah i think it's gonna be pretty sweet Mm -hmm. oh it's gonna be amazing yeah so that's that's probably like my big biggest excitement um i just time is what i lack it's just uh i have so many games i want to play um it's just like the my travel schedule i'm very fortunate for the opportunity i really truly love what we're doing around the world um, but it, it keeps me very busy. And one of the things that suffers right away is gaming. Um, just because, you know, that's, it's, it's very time consuming and I just don't have the hours to sit and play many games. Uh, PS4, uh, just had a big sale and Capcom had a big sale online. I bought seven titles of games I want to get to, including like Castlevania, uh, Symphony of the Night. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, like a, a bunch of those, um, and then five Resident Evil games. And I want to... I want to get to them all. Um, I got Revelations 1 and 2, Code Veronica, HD Remake, and um, the hell is a fifth one. Anyways, so I have a, a long list, but uh, but RE3 is now coming out. That's 
that's gonna be number eight and then final fantasy seven so it's like that's a whole year of gaming for me okay cool uh, i guess the uh final question i have for you is uh what do you have planned for the future as far as like film or uh stuff that you could talk about in gaming well i got a couple cool games coming out i can't you know i, I can't really say much about them gotcha um so that's happening that's pretty steady Fortunately for like mocap, um, let's see, um, TV and film wise, I've slowed down doing movies and short films and stuff, uh, mostly because I'm, I'm traveling the world doing a, a documentary build show. Um, I don't know if you know anything about that, but, um, uh, that's why I travel so much. We go around the world and we help rebuild communities through very special nonprofit organizations. And, um, uh, it's a, a 10 episode per season format, um, it's it's on TV, it's on the internet, you can get it for free. And right now we're deep into season two. So um, I, I've been to like 17 countries in the past uh, year. And it's, you know, we, we have four more episodes. And that's kind of what's happening. You can watch that online. It's called The Fixers. And I'm an actual builder. I've been a builder all my life. Nice. Um, so that's that's kind of like the biggest thing going on right now. And it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Catskills uh, Creation says that is awesome, uh, and they had a couple of heart emojis in there. And awesome. One question from the chat that says, what is Nick's favorite enemy or creature from the series? Oh, that's another good one. Uh, there's so many good ones. Um, monsters and creatures, shit. Give me a second to think about that. I'll give you mine. You see it in my picture. I'm a big Nemesis fan. Nemesis was awesome. Um, what I loved about him in the original was just like he created such anxiety. That was the first game I'd ever play where um, where the, the end boss wasn't just at the end of the game. He chased you throughout the whole damn game and you thought you were safe and you were just exploring for like an hour, nice quiet around the streets. And then you just hear stars. And I was like, oh, shit, he's coming again. Holy shit. Uh, that's why I'm excited <laughs> for the new one. Um, so yeah, Nemesis way up there with one of my favorites. Um, give me a quick second. Let me think about that. Cause there's some probably like even mini bosses I love. Um, oh, geez. The, the liquors huh. in Resident Evil 2 remake are pretty intense now too. The, the, the liquors were awesome. Um, I, I've, I've always been a big fan of like the hunters, um, from the first one, uh, Oh, they're just way too many. That's such. That's a question I wish I had like beforehand because okay. I would really want to think about it. Because there were, um, there's been a lot of good ones. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, you come back to the show and maybe we'll we'll ask you that question again. <laughs> yeah, I think there's gonna. I mean, from what I've seen with the uh, with three make, there's gonna be some awesome monsters there, and the uh, the hunters look awesome there too. Sweet. All right, well, I think we're going to conclude. Zach, do you have any uh, last questions before we sign out? No, I think that's it. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on here and talking to us. Yeah, it's all good. Happy to spend a Saturday with you guys. Um, hope the fans got some cool, like, inside insight. Um, and, uh, yeah, you guys take care. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the interest. Yeah, like I said, you're always welcome back. And uh, I know you probably get this a lot, but uh, can we get a – Hi, I'm Nick Apostolidis. I'm listening to the Nemesis Project. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. You want me to do it right now? Yeah, sure. Okay. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Nick Apostolidis, the voice of Leon Kennedy in the Ari 2 remake, and you're listening to the Nemesis Project.
All right, Nick. It's been a pleasure to have you. You're a cool dude, man. I do appreciate you uh, coming on the show. All right. You guys take care. Thanks again. Later.